The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. And here it is. Dr. Drew. Hey, Mike. New Mike and Dr. Drew podcast. Amazing like they all are. Always. Let me just run down some of the things we touched on. Yeah. The guy who should be my father in Florida who tries to get people in fast food restaurants to jerk him off. Why I'm moving to Stockholm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's good. Jason Ellis, your butt buddy, joins oh, us. Of course. Your absolute favorite man, Jason yeah, yeah. Ellis from the Jason well, Ellis Show. Yeah. Chris Brown had sex when he was a zygote. Oh, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Explains and, a lot and, of stuff. And he seems to not understand that that's sexual abuse. Well, he says it's what you do in the country. Oh, man. Find out what we're talking about on an amazing podcast. It's at podcast1.com. It is the Mike and Dr. Drew Show, my friends. Hey, everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to the Classic Loveline Podcast. Today we're presenting episode number 112 of the Adam Curl era. No guests, just the love between the two hosts. It's from March 4th, 1996, Monday night. Drew returns to the show with some commentary how he considered not after a rough night of abuse from Adam the previous show. Adam apologizes. They have some great comedy following that. Adam Carolla has a very rare letter from uh, incarcerated youth who tells them how important the show is to uh, some young people behind bars. And he actually uh, reads an apology for the young man on air. A one-time only event indeed. There's some uh, dental damn talk and comedy, and Adam gives his thoughts on 1995 guest Andy Dick, who we now know was on the show much earlier than originally thought. Because of that little uh, bump in, we now know he did an episode 95 during Adam's run. It's a nice break with no guests, just the love between the two hosts. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice is going to be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Modern Day Loveline at 1-800-LOVE-191. Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood would love to take your call. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One. On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo. Get it on. is right. Let me give out the phone numbers real fast. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Drew, how you doing? I came back. <laughs> I thought about not coming in tonight, but I came back. I gave Drew a little. A, a little, yeah. Yeah, I, you know you know what it was? What? I was you have, ornery. You're sick. You're, you're sick. Yeah, you have a cold, night, medicine. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had the guests yeah, here. Yeah. We, there was too many people yeah, yeah, in the Yeah, honey, studio. I drink too much because uh, the kids dress me out. And I only hit you because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my and way strangely, of showing affection. Strangely, I can almost accept that. But look at it like like I'm a little kid. who uh, Remember in the schoolyard when a girl liked you? Yeah, yeah. She'd like steal your comb or, yeah. or grab one of your peachy right. folders. Right, right, right. Or, or you tug on her pigtails. Right. Well, now you're older. When someone likes you, they verbally abuse you from across the console. Yeah, I'm kind of used to it. All right. Let me uh, read something real fast. Jeez, I don't even know where to start here, but. I got a letter. It was a real touching letter. It was from a guy who's 17 and a half. Huh. He's incarcerated. He's wow. involved with the California Youth Authority. Right. So he's, he's, he's not in real prison yet, but he's he's been in for like two and a half years. Uh. His name is Michael Harris, and he's up for parole soon. And he wrote a letter saying how much he loves the show and, and how much everyone in the ward and everything listens. And, and, he's, and he, he's seen... 
you know, you always hear about these stories about guys going in and get, becoming hardened. Right. You know, and learning the, uh, you know, hooking up with more felons and getting out and committing more crime. But some of them actually sort of learn from their mistakes. Right. And, and apparently Michael's one of them. And he wants an on-air apology. Not for me, but he wants me to give one for him. For what? Well, to his mother. Really? And and to the people who, who he has wronged. What did he do? Well, he, he burglarized a house, and he stole a car, and I, I guess he was in all kinds of yeah. mischief, yeah. if that's what you want to call it, at a, at a young age, probably huh. 14, 15, 16, and then he's been in the, in the clink for like two years. So anyway, his mom's name is Tamazine Harris, and uh, if you would announce, I'm reading this, uh, that I'm sorry for causing her all of her heartache and pain uh, that I have over the years, and that I love her very much. And I'll be out soon, and, I'll, and I'm very, very grateful to you, and I'll be home soon. And also, a quick little note to Wanda Millard, who is apparently um, his youth counselor. Thank you for helping me better myself and pointing out things uh, to work on in my personality. <laughs> so here he is. He listens wow. to Loveline. I, I got to believe that Loveline had had a hand in this. In him going wrong or in him getting better? <laughs> well, actually, could have been both. Yeah. Well, I hope just the, the latter. Yeah, so he's going to be out soon. And, uh, Michael, good luck to you and uh, keep the letters coming. And, Drew, you ready to go to the phone? Let's Do you have anything to say? No, let's get on with it. All right. Let's get, on. let's get it over with. Casper. How you doing? Hey, you're on Loveline. Thanks a lot. Um, I listen to your show, like, every night when I can. And um, I really wanted an unbiased opinion from you guys. All right. I'm giving it tonight. Okay. I was I was a little out of line last night, i got to admit, but I'm back tonight. That uh, was Okay. Um, well, anyways, I'm caught in a situation where I'm sleeping with four different women now. And um, it's really taken its toll on me nerve-wise. And I swear to God, I think I'm getting an ulcer off of it. Right, not to mention the vitamin loss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not worried about diseases or anything. Cause I'm, I'm no, it's only four people. Yeah, why aren't you worried? I, I'm always safe about it. I mean, you wear a condom. Yes, I you do. You use a dental dam. Uh, I, I don't no deep know. kissing. I don't do that. Oh, oh, come, on, okay. oh come on, Drew. No, no nobody. The guy who invented the dental dam laughs when his wife pulls it out of the nightstand. <laughs> Give me a break. The dental dam. Well, well anyways, um, it, was, it so would have been cool. He's playing it relatively safe. Re reducing his risk. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool when I was like 18, you know, or 19. But right. You're, you're mature was, now. Yeah, when I'm like 22. It you don't need cool. this. So you're seasoned 22. You got one foot in the grave. Yeah. And you're past this. Yeah. Why are you doing it then if you're past it? I, I don't know. I, I, I want to, like, get out of it so I don't hurt these people and, you know, you know what I'm saying? None of them know about each other. No, and you know what's ironic about it is one of them is an ex-girlfriend of mine, hmm. and she just kind of uses it as some kind of crutch, but um, I'm not really worried about her. One was a girl that I used to work with, and she still comes in and visits. Right. They're together maybe twice a month. Okay. And the other one, I, I work with her now. And we're together maybe twice a week. Then the other one is a bartender at a place that we all go to. Yeah. I've been with her twice. Now, what's her sign? Weeks. All right, Casper. Yeah. Do you like one of them? I mean, look at it as a litter of puppies. Is there one that you particularly enjoy in the basket there, jumping up and yelping? The last one I was, I was with, I, I, I do like her. I mean... It's not only sexually, but... All right, Casper, here's yeah. my advice. Pick one 
or none of them. I mean, if you don't have feelings for any of them, forget it. But if you have feelings for just one of them, or even if you have feelings for all of them, just pick one and try to have some kind of normal relationship with her and never divulge the fact that you were sleeping around while you're sleeping with her. And remember that probably the reason you're feeling such remorse, guilt, whatever that stress is that's making you nearly feel as though you're having an ulcer, is that these women are developing an attachment to you, aren't they? And their expectation of the relationship is something far more than what yours is. And that by getting involved in this physical relationship, they've developed an emotional connection that you can't seem to live up to. And you shouldn't. Because you don't want to, and you don't have the same reciprocal feelings, so you need to get out. You need to not. You need to not let these people believe that you're going to maintain a relationship. Don't let lead them to believe that just because you're physically intimate with them, you want to be emotionally intimate. Cut their losses, not your own. Whatever discomfort you have to go through as a result of it, it's the price you have to pay. Don't pr- try to preserve yourself from having to experience their pain or their anger, whatever it is. Get through it and get it over with on their behalf. Okay. All right, Casper, the horny ghost. <laughs> Yes. The horniest right. ghost I know. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Shannon, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hi. Um, okay, ever since I was about eight years old, I was diagnosed with um, an obsessive-compulsive disorder. What were you doing at eight to lead them to that conclusion? I don't, I don't know. Well, when I was younger, my parents got divorced, and yeah. she kind of left on Christmas night. Yeah. And I think that might have triggered it. Right. And it's, all right, <laughs> I'm really embarrassed about it, but I pull out my hair. Right. Yeah. And then that's sort of typically, it's called trichotillomania. And that's yeah, sort that's of, trichotillomania. Right. And that's sort of typically what a child will do as a manifestation of OCD. Okay. Do, you, do you count things and, and do that, go no. through wit- rituals and things like that? No. Well, I saw a show about that the other night, but yeah. that's not... All right, well... Hang on a second. Do you pull the hair out on your head or your eyebrows and eyelashes? on my head. <laughs> just stuff, yeah. Do you just pick one spot? Um, it's actually, at one time, I had new hair. Yeah. But now it's better, but I think because of that, it's triggered other things. Like, um, like at night, I can't sleep, and I'll walk, you know, over to my window and look out and make sure nobody's out there, mm-hmm. or, um... I just can't sleep at night, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I always think someone's in my car when I'm driving. Did, no, did they really put you, weird. Did I mean, they put you on any medication? Well, when I was younger, I was on Prozac, but mm-hmm. it made me restless, and, mm-hmm. and it's destroying my boyfriend and I relationship. How's that? Because we're always fighting, and he don't understand why. And, <laughs> and you know... Trichotillomania can be present without true OCD, but these kinds of behaviors and manifestations tend to be biologically based. Even though there clearly is a a psychological element to what you're describing, there's a strong biologic component, and so medication does tend to help. I mean, I I don't want to tell my dad because I've already put him and my stepmother through so much. Yeah, but you're, you're putting them through more when you're not telling them. Yeah. I mean... Because, obviously, you're going to suffer in your relationship. You're going to suffer in school. You're going to suffer in your relationship with them. I mean, I'm sure if they had their choice, they'd rather, uh, you know, tote you down to the uh, hospital or pick up or go to the pharmacy or do whatever they had to do and cure the problem. I know, but, I mean, it's like I've been to doctors all my life, and I've been in the hospital before. Psychiatric hospitals? Yeah, and that, I mean, that wasn't the place for me. It was like everybody else. 
it's like I didn't fit in there, mm-hmm. and nothing seemed to help me. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on since I was eight. There is a new medication for OCD called Luvox. Been tried on that one yet? No. You might want to check that out. And okay. And uh, go to a, a psychiatrist who has some expertise in dealing with these kinds of or- disorders. Because there are several kind of different kinds of approaches that are available out there. And can you answer one question for yeah. me? Have you ever been tried on clonidine? What was that? you ever been tried on clonidine or clonidine patches? No. Okay. So there's, there's lots of things out there still to be tried on you. What's what's the question? Um, see, now I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, um, what was I going to ask? Oh, ask me one question. Right. Right. What, um, what kind of signs are, you know, are symptoms of manic depressive? Yeah, well, there lots of different things, but just the characteristic is very, very wide fluctuations of mood. Big swings. Because I think I got that, too. I don't know. Well... Get get some help and stick with it because it sounds like you were pretty traumatized when your mom left as a kid. You, whatever reason, were biologically predisposed to getting these syndromes as a result of that trauma, and you need treatment. It, it can help a lot. Yeah, people Push are in. so. I know their 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 lives are so difficult, and they they need so much help. Yeah, but they're you know I don't know ashamed or embarrassed. Or well, but can you imagine that that with her parents? I mean, the word is things are kind of stable, and when she comes forward and admits that she's really in pain and uncomfortable and doing all, all these crazy things, her family's going to be thrown into turmoil again, and she's going to be the cause of it. Of course, she wants to keep hiding and keep things okay. Right, it's going to be painful to confront it. Well, and plus, like like my only thing in when I was in high school, I had Brillo hair. That's your only thing. <laughs> Otherwise, it was a perfect experience. Well, other than... How about when you screwed up your shoulder? Other than... Well, okay. <laughs> screwing up my shoulder playing football and, and being, like, emotionally and verbally bu- abused by all my teachers. All right, who, except for that. Who, by the way, can kiss my ass right now. That's all I got. Hey, be quiet. Hey, hey, knock it off with the jokes in the back of the class. They tried to hold me down. Do you know that, Drew? They were the man. They tried to stifle me. Imagine they tried that. to douse my flame. Can I like have their names and addresses? <laughs> hold on. I, mean, I want to do because I'm going to send them. I have because a now whole, I'm their representative right here. No, I have the whole kiss Adam Carolla's ass letter that's going out all across the valley. You, who own the carpet cleaning business, made me clean Air- Edwards Air Force Base. Kiss my ass! And all you people over at the Walter Reed Junior High and North Hollywood <laughs> High, kiss my ass. I got a radio show now. <laughs> I thought, now you, you huh? s- sometimes I really doubt your sincerity because you told me how much you wanted to do just good with that microphone. You didn't care about anything else. Screw except it. Do- right. that, that was last month. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sick and I'm honoring again. Francis. Yeah. Hey, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Um, I'm 20 years old. And yeah. I've been married for a little over a year. Yeah. And I don't think I want to be married anymore. All right. Right. My husband and I are both in the Army. Huh. And uh, I'm in Kentucky, and he just got stationed in, in Texas a month ago. Eesh. And um, I met somebody else. Ugh. Like two somebody else's. And are you talking about one fat guy or actually two people? <laughs> no, two different people. Wow. But well, that's healthy. <laughs> I don't want to have, like, you know, long-term relationships or anything with these guys because... You know, they're both married also. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah, and your your husband carries a gun for a living. And she does too, though. I can only Did imagine I? the domestic disputes that go on over there. Like, a, you know, he comes in, he steps on a landmine, she lobs a <laughs> grenade toward him, he fires back. He goes like, cover me, I'm going to the kitchen. <laughs> God, that's dangerous. Francis, you don't want to be in this marriage. 
No, I, but I don't want to tell him about it because he's he's in this really really tough school right now for the army. It, is yeah. I don't is he going to, to like ranger school or something? No, um, he's he's a medic. He's in respiratory therapy school. Mm-hmm. And so what what are you going to do? You're going to string string him along for a couple I'm years? Here until September, and I don't want to call him up now and freak him out and stress him out and tell him, hey, I want a divorce. You know what I'm saying? Well, I you know I am a strong proponent of BS when it when necessary. <laughs> The guy's over there. The guy's under a lot of stress. You know what it was like, right? I mean, Drew, when you were in when you were in uh, medical school, yeah. or like when I was I was a ceramics major in high school. By the way, There's a little more ass kissing I, I need to talk about. But the point is, is I know what it's like. You you got a deadline. You got a coil pot, pinch pot, or slab pot. You're over on the wheel there. You know what I'm saying? You don't need. You, don't you know when you're under the gun. Right. right. So maybe you shouldn't say anything to the guy. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, however, wh- why did you get married in the first place? I love him. I, yeah. I, you know, I still love him, but I, I don't want to be married. I'm only 20. Why did you get married? Um, when you were 19. Because I, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm in, I love him. Kids? No. Can no you kids. try a formal separation? If you really love the guy, but you need to experience yourself some more, go do that? Well, um... That's pretty much what we're doing now. Yeah, I guess that's true. Except, like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know you're separated, does he? Right. And, and what do you it might think? be different when he's detaching himself, when he's sort of disconnecting. You might have a different sense of this whole thing. Yeah, but... Do you have kids, Francis? Oh, gosh, no. No, no. Okay, good. No, no, no. All right. Then I'd be singing a different tune. No kids. He's in uh, Texas. You're in Kentucky. He's uh, off to make a life for himself. You're banging everyone in the barracks. We're going to file this call. Oh, no. We're, we're going to form a lobby group to initiate a premarital test that it's administered, not allowed to be administered by law before the age of 30. Oh, really? And then after that, you're eligible for marriage. I like that. Yeah? That'd be good? I, I, well, I'm bisexual also. Ooh. And Jeez. I miss women. I hear you, sister. And, uh, and those wax... Especially out out early doing doing maneuvers and everything, doing that running in unison and doing uh, I don't know, but I've been told Pakistani ID called. Oh no! What? Oh no! Are we, are we allowed to say that? Oh no! <laughs> I know it's a turn on. I didn't see the light go on, no. but they bleeped that, so that went over. Oh my god! <sighs> All right, but don't say anything. I can't. But I know. Don't. But 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 in, you know in four months whatever to six months from now when the time is right you got to yeah but Francis don't run amok run. while he's gone you know what I'm saying yeah keep keep you know don't don't let the uh, body count pile up over there you know what I'm saying have a little respect for the guys over there he's working on a dummy all day long you know what I mean you need, and you you need to work on your relationship yeah you need I mean, you need a little time off to think about it you can't just be I running wild be married. what I don't want to be married I yeah I know run wild. Well, you're you're already right. doing well, that. You're off and running. I. All right, Francis. Good you're night. Make, you're making me proud to be an American. <laughs> <sighs> Bianca. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. I have a question for Doctor Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, in November, I got a Depo-Provera shot. Depo-Provera. Had, yeah. After I had my baby. Right. And two weeks later, I broke out in hives, really, really bad. Huh. And I went to the emergency room because I just freaked out. Right. And then he didn't know it was if it was from the Depravera because that's the only thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. And then um, so I made an appointment with my OBGYN. Mm-hmm. And 
I told him, you know, it might be the sheepskin rug, but I don't know. <laughs> and it might be the Depravera, and he kept, like, not wanting to say that it was the Depravera. Yeah, I, I have a hard time implicating that myself because that would be such an inu- unusual reaction to that medicine. Well, now, that is a hormone. Yeah, it's and present in your body. Oh, it's already present yeah, in your body. Yeah, you're just taking a bigger dose of it. Yeah. Now, any This is for pharma- birth control, right. Drew. Not everybody's right. it's it's a shot. Up on this. You can take every three months. It's a very effective birth control. In lieu of taking the pill. In lieu of taking the pill. It typically causes a lot of sort of mid-cycle bleeding and sometimes yeah. some cramping and, and weight yeah. gain. Kind well, of I just read in a magazine that, if, you know, that you might break out in hives. And if- yeah, and listen, Bianca, any pharmacologic agent can make you break out in hives, let's face it. So to say that it is categorically not that is impossible. But it, that is an unusual reaction to that. There are other rashes other than hives. And of course, what you're calling hives may not really be hives. What is a hive? hive I mean, is, what's it look it's, like? It's, it's a, we'll call it like a mosquito bite called a wheel and flare reaction. Yeah, and then it like spreads and goes away. Wasn't that a Journey song? Wheel and flare? <laughs> it was wheel in the sky. <laughs> no, that's different. Right. But uh, my husband talked to a doctor that he knew, and he said if I were to take it again, that w- it would kill me. Uh, not necessarily, again, that would certainly be a concern. But if you have a true allergic reaction, which is what a hive is, uh-huh. uh, next time around it can be more intense. Your body sort of gets sensitized to it. Next time it can cause shortness of breath and low oh. blood pressure and these other well, things. I shouldn't get it again then. Uh, if, if you can find another means, it would probably be, be safer. Okay. All right, Bianca. Thanks. Good Bye-bye. luck. All right, real fast. Stacy. Hi. Now you're on Loveline. Um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, last night, uh, my boyfriend and I were having oral sex, mm-hmm. and during the middle of it, um, well, when he was performing on me, uh, I just, like, really, my vagina just, like, really started to hurt, and so I told him, so we stopped, and, um, I went to check it out, and, like, the left side of my v- vagina, vagina is, like, was, like, really swollen, and it hurt. And was he doing something peculiar to you? I mean, it's like you traumatized. Does he it? have one of those Italian horn medallions? Because <laughs> that'll do it. No, but it's also like purple. And um, like, isn't it supposed to be purple? Well, I mean, it's like really. Like I never, I never seen one <laughs> that I hear. <laughs> hey, did he bite you? Well, yeah, I guess. That's, well, that's what it sounds like. You really have to start the swollen vagina story with the part about biting. You really need to start there. You know what I'm saying, Stacy? Okay. Well, explain to him it is it is a labia. It's not jerky. <laughs> That'd be a good bumper sticker. And, Maybe Peta could pick that up. And see, uh, and see, see a doctor because uh, human bites can be really devastating. I, I honestly, cat bite, dog bites better. Than human bites. What is that? Why is that? Human mouth contains a lot of bacteria, which caused very devastating infection. Potentially, if like a, if you get a bite in your hand or your arm that affects a tendon, the, the those bacteria once they set up can just eat through tendon and soft tissue very easily. But you're saying it's good for you when a dog bites you? No. Okay. We'll be right back. And just a reminder, our friends at Lumosity, Lumosity Lumosity.com, we all have trainers for our bodies, but what about a trainer for our brain? That's why I like Lumosity.com. They have games designed to work your brain out, improve your focus, attention, memory, 
and they're designed to keep us sharp and focused. And with Lumosity.com, you get to actually specify exactly the areas that you want to work, and they dial in the games and programs that would be most likely to help you achieve your goals. And then they give you feedback, graphs, and and sort of uh, ongoing a record of how you're doing relative to where you've been. Again, it's like a personal trainer for your brain. It's playing online at home from an iPhone, iPad, and, of course, on your iPhone like me, you put the Lumosity app. I like the uh, – there's a Matrix memory game, Matrix shape game that helps me kind of focus. Sometimes I'll use here and there, but even before I go on the radio or do a podcast, you can pr- track your progress, as I said, and see the actual improvements in every day. Here's what you need to do. You need to go to Lumosity.com today. Click the Start Training button to create your own program, then start playing your first game. That's Lumosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. Hi, this is Andy Dick from News Radio, and you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Oh, that Mr. Dick, he is a queer one, I'll tell you. <laughs> you would not uh, you would not guess what's inside the box by the wrapping paper with old uh, Andy Dick. Uh. Up to all sorts of sexual deviancies. What a man. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew, and it's back to the phones we go. Tommy. Yeah, what's going on there now, guys? Hey, you're on Love Line. All right, here's my problem. Okay, I'd known this girl for about two years, and um, just this last New Year's, I was over at her house, and we were partying and stuff, and we ended up getting together. Hmm. Okay, now, this past weekend, we were down hanging out again, and um, we were drinking and so whatever, and, you know, we got together again. Uh, got, got together meaning what? Just... You know, messing around, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I was just wondering if, um, you know, if I should pursue a relationship or should I just, you know. Absolutely not. I forbid it. Or just stay with the weekend thing. Why wouldn't you pursue a relationship? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you got together with her on New Year's. Uh-huh. And then two and a half months later, you got together with her again? Yeah. Why'd you wait so long? Well, it wasn't because we're like friends, you know. How old are you, Tommy? I'm 15. Tommy. Yeah. Aren't aren't you going insane sexually at this point? I mean, with the whole yeah, hormonal really thing and everything. Am. I really am. Well, what's up with you? Well, it's just you know I I don't I, I like the girl. Fifteen-year-olds also go insane with the social thing and, and trying to figure like, out where they fit and is, have know, relationships. It's the social thing from her point of view because right. she like hangs out with different people than I do and there you go. She's like a you know a fraternity girl, but she's like you know a club you know a church kind of thing, and I'm just like a party animal. Your 15-year-old party animal? Oh, yeah. You were there at 15, weren't you, Adam? Was I party animal? No, I had a Brillo head, and I was a ceramics major. <laughs> used to call me Brillo head. I had hair like Danny Bonaducci. Had? Oh, come on, Drew. My hair looks better now. <laughs> Drew, people don't, they don't see me, so they don't know. So don't kid. I'm always talking about how handsome you are. You never say anything about how pretty I look. Never. You know that, Tommy? It embarrasses yeah. me. No, seriously. I come in here, I put on a little aqua velva, I tuck my shirt in, or I get a new belt or something like Same that. Same T-shirt for three weeks, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> but it's tucked in. But Drew, never, he never says I'm pretty. You're gay. <laughs> Are you gay? Only for Drew. So, Tommy. Yeah. You like her? Yeah. Well, 
then go tell her you like her. Obviously, she has some attraction to you. Yeah. Does she recognize you when she's sober? Yeah, she does. But she Well, you're halfway home. Yeah, but she doesn't, you know, give me the right quality time like we do when we're drinking. Well, that's a great message for the youth of America. <laughs> Juice them up and go. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. Just go talk to her. See what she thinks. If she's not, you know, if she's only into you when she's loaded, Uh then forget it. Well, should I just leave it at a weekend thing then when we're both loaded? I don't think that's healthy for either. Maybe you guys can get loaded during the week, perhaps uh, during the school hours. I I think pursue a relationship. Yes. All righty. All right, Tommy. All right, thanks a lot. All right. Boy, the question. I I forget it. Eddie. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. I have a question about marijuana here, you guys. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Drew. By the way, I received like a a tome, a volume uh, from some organization that's trying to defend the legalization of marijuana. Right. A- about about how healthful that drug is. And let, let me go on record saying I, I am passingly in favor of legalization of substances. I really can see some distinct advantages to that. I, For Christ's sake, if we're going to do that, let's talk about the realities of these substances. No, really. I mean, there, there are anybody who works in addiction medicine sees the devastation from pot when, it, when it's a regular habit. And please don't convince me that what is categorically obvious to everyone who works in the field just doesn't simply happen. All right, but here's the question. Okay, the question. No, not no, your question, question, my question. Are you kidding, Eddie? <laughs> Are you nuts? Oh, well, maybe. Uh, but listen, we'll get to your question, Sam. But here's, here's what I want to know. Obviously, people can find a number of things to destroy their lives with. Yes. Some people can become... Gambling. A, gambling. Food, they food, addicted. Right. They sex. can eat a Darwiner schnitzel yes. every yes. single night and destroy their body right. and destroy their health yes. and their mental capacity, yes. I believe, yes. as well, living off of, you know... Uh, nitrates and chili and whatnot, you know, that's got to screw you up in the long run. Let Mm. me tell you, I would much rather have my kid smoke a joint every weekend for the rest of his life than eat uh, junk food every day for lunch. Mm, mm, Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. But if you wanted to say, if you wanted to argue that, you know, other, I mean, it's getting this whole discussion of one, one, what is that? Sorry. I don't know. That's that's the pot timer. Yeah. (laughs) That one ill justifies another ill. Let's not talk that way. It doesn't make sense. Just talk about what is known about these different things. And, you know, people take their risks as they choose. The the really what you really don't want is a kid who has the biological predisposition for addiction to pot to be smoking it regularly because it will be overcome. Right. But as a society, I would much rather having have everyone get stoned than get loaded on on beer or booze. Are you not? Oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were going to go back to the Darwina schnitzel again. No, no. But yeah, I, if some, I would, I think heavy alcohol versus moderate pot. Heavy alcohol is a lot worse. I would say I, I, I would go. I would trade. I would yeah, trade a yeah, couple beers yeah, for a joint or whatever. Yeah. I'd still go pot because pot makes you stay home and stare at your finger, and it makes you passive. It takes the wind out of your sail. It really does. Some people. I don't know anybody who gets it. There's no what. Look at the whole Rastafarian thing. You never hear about those people starting a war over there. <laughs> oh, for sure it's better than speed. That's for But sure. look at the Russians. They're all loaded all the time. And look at them. They're building stuff. Yes. We're all loaded. We're building stuff. Meanwhile, the Rastafarians are stoned and lying out on the beach laughing their ass off. We come over there and dump tourist dollars every year. Eddie, you had a question? Yeah. Um, I've been smoking buds since my freshman year in high school. Mm. And just recently, I went sober for four months. Mm. And it doesn't matter being sober or not. Whenever I'd smoke bud, I'd always get a real intense pain in my left abdomen. Hmm. And I don't know why, but with stronger bud, 
the pain is more intense. And mm. I know it's I'm coming down when I get that pain in my side. And the more I come down, the more it hurts. And it lasts for a couple of days after. Wow. Now that's not that's not the bong poking you in the side or anything. No, not no. Okay. It's, it doesn't. If I do it through a bong, it's even more intense or a hookah or something. Upper left left upper quadrant. No, it, it's down lower. It's like from your belly button goes straight down to your left. Left it's just lower right quadrant. Like four inches across. Well, that, that's, what's there, Drew? It's sigmoid and the rectum, and that, that that is an area that can spasm quite a bit. I had uh, mono, and it's no, the same pain. I no, think. no, 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 no. No, nothing to do with the mono. All right, nothing. But but you may just get spasm of the colon for some reason. I don't know why. why. I mean, that, I mean, it really sometimes it feels like someone's like grabbing onto me or something. All right, Eddie, listen. If it feels like uh, a guard is uh, fisting you while you're smoking pot, stop smoking pot. <laughs> but no. I don't want. Hey, I'm no doctor. He won't but that's what because I'm he's he. Marijuana addicts get a tremendous euphoric lift from that drug. I'm and not it, an addict. I'm not Eddie. Gonna... Eddie, it was the first time you really got high on pot. You probably had to smoke it three or four times before you got high, right? For, um, first time. Twice. Then you got high, really. Oh yeah. And you loved yeah. it. Uh, I'll yeah. go along. Okay, I good. Drink. I don't. There <laughs> we go. But you, but you have alcoholism in your family. Um, alcoholics is very strong in my family. Right. Adam, Who knows? Yeah, what do I have to say? I mean, it's, it's so predictable. But and, is, it, is it a direct relation? Yes, it's a, bio, a subset of alcoholics, and I could also predict you're an alcoholic, have an extraordinarily euphoric response to marijuana. It takes them about three or four times to condition their brain to get that response, and when they do, they preoccupy with that drug from that day forth. But, but wait a minute. They just get off on getting off. You know what I mean? But it's every day. But it could be marijuana or it could be coffee or toner. No, am, I, no, am I right? Uh, or is it just marijuana? I mean, it these, is. No, you're right. You're you right. have an addictive personality. You want to get off. Chemistry. Addictive chemistry. That they get, they get like, in a way, marijuana and alcohol. They, they are like for you in the, how they affect your brain. But that you, is true. you want to get jacked up when you, you have that get, chemistry. You want that euphoric stimulation. That's I mean, true. I don't smoke enough to where I pass out and die. Eddie, that's not what I'm saying. It's just a preoccupation that progresses. And with marijuana, that preoccupation burns out somewhere between one and ten years, typically. Mm-hmm. And then you'll either switch over to alcohol or speed. I mean, it's, it's, it's mathematical. Automatically predictable. I mean, so it's, it's just, harmful for me to pursue. Every day, yeah. So every absolutely. Day I'm killing myself. Yeah, killing yourself. Eddie, yeah. Eddie, Eddie, listen, because we only got about thirty seconds. Here's okay. what the good doctor is saying: It is not the marijuana per se that is killing you, and don't hide behind that. Oh, what's a few hits going to do to me? Mm-hmm. It's going to screw up your life because you have it in your genes. Right. It is written. It's not the page you're on. It may not even be the chapter you're on, but down the road a couple chapters more into your book there's going to be trouble and each time you take a bong load you turn the page and you get a little bit closer to the trouble chapter yeah, i've heard this so, from everclear i know the guys and he said the same thing to me. he used the book analogy <laughs> yeah i'll kill him <laughs> i just came up with that everclear that's a band yeah <laughs> oh, that's right. Right, don't drink them. any everclear they're, either they're cool guys they're, and, they're and don't the show take advice about sobriety from a guy in a band named everclear for oh, christ's sake hey, he, he was the nicest man i've ever met. all right all right they're nice guys they were up here about a couple years ago they're, great guys. they're named after after like a bathtub gin <laughs> <laughs> they're named after all right listen eddie it's going to lead to trouble. So don't go down that path. That's what he said to me. Oh, thanks Good. a lot, you guys. All right. And All right, stop Eddie. saying everything I say to you someone else told you first. <laughs> it makes me sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, your show rocks. So. All right. That's more like it. We'll be back. Meanwhile, halfway across the city, in a small fish market in Chinatown. Excuse me. Could I get some fish? In the meantime, Loveline will be right back. 
Everybody, it's Steve Austin. Joey Styles. Oh, my God! The one-man play-by-play and color commentator who would single-handedly call some of the most violent, horrific, and spectacular matches in the short but illustrious history of extreme championship wrestling. Oh, my God! Tuesday at PodcastOne.com and iTunes. Eight hundred. Put the bong down, Drew. L O V E one nine one one eight hundred five six eight thirty one ninety one. Faxes coming our way at three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. And now it's time for Adam Carroll and Doc Drew to go back to the phones. Tim, you're on Loveline. Yes. How you doing, Adam? How you doing, Doctor Drew? Good, Tim, Good. what's up? Um, I've got a little problem. I got out of the Air Force back in uh, October of ninety four, but before I got out. I was exposed to some radiation um, that causes men to go sterile. Um, I was required to do a, a sperm count check, and I was I produced less than 50 million per ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And they told me that the average is two to 300 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out, and I'm back in town here where I was born and raised. And in September, I met this girl, and we became sexually active, and we've dated um, ever since pretty much. And in January, we found out she was pregnant. Um, after that, I found out I went and got tested again, and they said my sperm count is still below 50 million. Mm. And I want to know if it's possible that I did impreg- impregnate her. Uh, let me ask a couple of things, Tim, before we get to the answer. Okay. First off, what happened? What what sort of uh, mishap happened? I know it involved radiation, but what happened? We're all uh, dying to know. Testing a, a guided bomb unit. The test set emits radiation. There's an accident with a piece of the equipment that was supposed to protect us from the radiation. It had felt fallen off. Uh-huh. There were three of us that were exposed to the radiation. Now, wow. are you suing Uncle Sam? Um, no, I'm not suing Uncle Sam. I tried that before, and it didn't work too well. Well, I, well, Drew, Drew gave me a look like he, he's a fool not to. But I guess, you know, when you when you sign up, this is what could happen. Now, I have to ask. I'm not making light of you, but do you have any superhuman strength or anything like that? Not really. Okay, realize this is, I this isn't ask. Gilligan's Island, well, Adam. Well, all I'm saying is, is and that's the thing about like all these comic books and movies is if a guy gets a shot of radiation, all of a sudden he he, he can either see through walls or he gets he can fly again. But really, it just kills your sperm. It kills more than that. Well, it can kill you. Yeah. But you, but Tim's okay. Yeah. I'm, just the I'm, sperm. I'm fine. It's just I. I I have less than 50 million sperm count. Now, Drew, it only takes one sperm, so why do you need so many? Uh, it's a probability equation. You need a certain number in order to have the probability that it makes it to the right place. All right, but if he, has, if he has 50 million I don't and the know. average is yeah. 200 million, I, I, so he has to screw four times as much. No. Or, <laughs> it, whatever. Well, hey, I'm doing math here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the absolute value is beneath which the probability of pregnancy goes down dramatically it sounds to me like 50 million would be a number that could still potentially cause pregnancy okay because the uh, doctor told me that i was infertile I, that's what it, i don't know the absolute value i mean infertile it depends on the motility of the sperm and the, the morphology of them and things like that too were they were, they, were the 50 million normal looking normal swimming sperm yeah he didn't say that they were abnormal or yeah, anything so like i that. i don't know i don't know the uh, the actual cutoffs for that 
But obviously, you're going to have to have a very strong, you know, direct we, discussion with this. When you're lady. in the military, they swim in unison. Do they? Oh, yeah. So maybe these are better at getting where they need to go. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, and if there's any question, you can get paternity testing. I mean, True. Well, that that creates another problem, though. She had decided that she was going to have an abortion, uh, and I finally did confront her with this fact. She did not know this. Yeah. And I'm deeply in love with her, and I finally told her, look, because we were having problems, this isn't my child. And, that you know, I wanted to work through this with her. She wanted to have an abortion. I told her I fully supported it. You know, so she didn't, she, she didn't deny that it wasn't your child? Um, she tried to deny it was my child. Right. She's trying to tell me that there's nobody else possible. Yeah. And I've told her because she, we split up in, in November, the end of October, and she started seeing somebody else. And then we got back together, and she cheated on me. You're, you're not stationed in Texas, are you? No, no, no. Okay. I'm here in California. I realized we had to ask. <laughs> uh, Tim, so this is good, actually. That that so she she was like, well, I'll just tell him it's his kid. And now Tim goes, uh, well, it's not because I was exposed to a damaging amount of radiation due to some uh, nuclear testing thing on a bomb site. My sperm count is, and she went like, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. She she says that there's no no way possible. She still maintains that. Yes, she still says that. As a matter of fact, she's just left this evening to go down to L.A. to have this taken care of. But you don't believe her. Um, I believe it's somebody else's, but the, the point of the matter to me is it doesn't matter now. I mean, there's something in the past, and I want to work out our problems. She's getting the abortion no matter what. Yeah, and she, we had a big in-depth conversation last night, and she's left me. Mm. And I don't know how to express my feelings enough for her to realize that what has happened in the past does not matter anymore, that we need to work through this problem together. Well, you sound real mature. Well, maybe, I've been through a lot. Maybe we should. Maybe all men should have something happen to their sperm. And I don't mean to make light of you, Tim, but it seems that you, you seem like a real mature guy. Because here's my deal, and here's what I couldn't get past. It and 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 it's real commendable what you're trying to do with her. But if it if you do suspect that that wasn't your child, doesn't that mean something in terms about the of relationship. about the relationship yeah. and the future of the re- relationship? No. I, I know she's going to get an abortion, and, and it's all going to be in the past. But, I mean, doesn't that say something about her character? Don't you want to know definitively? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I really believe that. Um, right at right before New Year's, um, we worked through everything, and we've pretty much been inseparable since then, uh-huh. except for a week after she found out she was pregnant, when she was very mad at me and, you know, was holding this against me for that brief period of time. And we worked through all our problems. But since, you know, we are having a few little tiny problems here and there, and I finally confronted her on this and told her, you know, look, this is the deal. You know, we got into it last night, and she's like, I don't want to see you if you're going to be this way. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me whose child it is, what she's done in the past. You know, we've corrected our errors as much the relationship to where we have a very strong relationship. Mm. All right. Well, why don't, so just tell her what you told us. Oh, I've tried. Well, it's not as strong as you think it is, I suspect. Yeah. It, listen, Tim. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All you can do is do it as succinctly and as eloquently as you can. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. If they don't pick it up, it's like you're working on Madison Avenue all, and you're trying to sell something. Right. All you can do is come out with the get the best photographer right. and the best copy man and Print it as nice as you can and put it there. And if the public still ain't buying the deodorant, yeah. then it, it's time it's time to move on. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like all he can do is is try to try to convince her. If she don't pick up on it, then that's that. Take your sperm and move on. Tony. 
Tony? Hmm. Is there sleeping involved here? Tony, right. uh, we'll put him on hold. We'll, we'll put him on hold for you guys. You check out and see if he's All there. right, check Tony out. <sighs> Dakota? Hi. Hi, you're on Loveline. Hey, I have a little dilemma on my hands. Um, my boyfriend and I broke up a few months ago, and he's wanting to get back together with me. And while we were broken up, I was raped by someone that he knows that we see every weekend, pretty well, much. Like a date rape thing? or? Uh, yeah, it was at a party. I worked with the guy. Uh. And I don't know whether or not I should tell him. Was it a violent rape? Um, no. I mean, it... <laughs> I don't know. I, well, it was violent to me, but I mean, I I didn't have like bruises on my face. Or it wasn't a gun or a weapon or something like that involved. No. Well, now, so what happened? You work with this guy. You knew this guy. Yeah, I work. I don't work there anymore because of that. Good. But it was a work party that it that it happened at actually. And you're you're. Were you having some drinks, or was he having some drinks, or what I, was going on? I was on? passed out, and I woke up in the middle of it. I had passed out on the couch. So you, you drank too much and passed out? Yes, I was completely out. And, huh. and this is like at somebody's house from work? At his yeah. house? Yeah. And everyone else had gone home? They were either crashed or they had already left. Mm. Hmm. Okay, so you wake up and this guy's basically on top of you. Yeah. And you're you're groggy and you're you're still drunk and well, you, you basically can't, can't fight him off. All right. I, I wasn't really sure what was happening at first and then I kind of like came to and... I couldn't get him off me. And... Huh. Okay. I would not tell the boyfriend. Had you been raped previously? Once before, a couple years ago. How about before that? What happened to you? Pardon me? What What has happened to you in your life that, that set you up to be such a victim or a good victim? That time it was my boyfriend, my, a different boyfriend who was living with me at the time. An abusive boyfriend. Yeah. And, what, he... and what happened before that? What kind of abuse did you suffer when you were growing up? Um normal family stuff. No, no, I I wouldn't. (laughs) Like what? What is a normal family abuse? Just verbal. I mean, I've never been hit or anything like that. I've never been beaten up by family. So no sexual abuse? No, no. But you were verbally and emotionally abused. Right. Which would not be, I would not put that under the category of normal. Okay? Oh, it isn't? (laughs) No. Maybe in in Dakota's family, your family, but not in the general oh, population. Oh, Drew, wait till your kids get old. Wait till your kids hit their teens. You're going to be teeing off on them every every other week. Give me a break. <laughs> so Dakota, here's what Drew's saying without you know without trying to uh, be offensive. Mm-hmm. You have a little history with being with being oh, victimized. Oh, oh, and I'm not making her the responsible for not, this. Believe me. All right, not making. I, you... I'm just pointing out that, that there's a there's likely to be she, for some reason these guy people can sniff out these victims. Right. And knows they know it's it's uncanny the way they know how to choose people for whom they're going to be successfully able to conquer. Right. In this way, in this in this violent criminal way. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. Now, why, now speaking of criminal way, why did you not bring charges against this bastard? He's threatened me. I, I see him every weekend, and he scares me, basically. See, he's just this guy. This guy yeah, is the, a classic, you know, abuser. I mean, he's a, a sick guy. And a manipulator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, screw that. Well, when, when I see him on the weekends... She should know. tell her boyfriend. 
I'm afraid of what he'll do to him. I mean, this guy is an asshole. I mean, Can I say that? This guy is an asshole. I'd love him to just be dead and just be gone. No, 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 no. I don't think violence is the answer. All right, listen. This, but all right, but this... I think somebody needs to confront this guy so he doesn't continue to abuse other people because you damn well know he right. is. This is a double-edged sword because you, you do want to talk to the authorities about a guy like this. Yeah, it's, but she, it's too late for her. This is totally She's, out of line. But, but she would need a forensic exam, and uh, it has to be within 48 hours. Okay, it's done. In, it's in, over. In Dakota... Mm-hmm. Something tells me that you feel like your boyfriend's going to come after you or hold you responsible right. to some degree, that there's more to this than than we're hearing, that you two, I don't know if you had something going or your boyfriend was jealous of you two before this no, or, or anything like that. No, or the boyfriend is also an abuser and it, to some degree and is going to hold her responsible. Well, that's true, too. All right. This is just a huge can of worms. I'm almost, I'm this close to getting out the Etch-A-Sketch and shaking it and starting anew. But, Dakota, here's here's what I have to say. Oh, Mike, Mike the engineer, you're a godsend. Uh, he's really the only guy we could get, but he still does a real nice job. Dakota, listen. Okay. You tell your boyfriend, who doesn't sound like such a prize either about this, he's going to do two things. He's either going to shoot this guy and go down the river or up the river or he's going to shoot you or do, or abuse you or do something like that I, I don't know if it's too late for the authorities I wouldn't tell the new boyfriend right. I think it's just going to destroy the guy it's yeah, going to just okay. screw with his mind but you have to take a stance against this guy so I should stand up to him but yes. you have to stand up again you have to say listen I talked to an attorney or I talked to a law enforcement uh, agent and, and he told me I mean, just give him a line of crap and I'm planning on doing this or that as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm about to go down to the courthouse now or whatever, so stay away. Okay. Because i got a phone number I'm going to call the next Dude, time I see you. I just uh, what? Care. I, you know Who knows what this guy's capable well, of? What do I you want to do? I, I, I want Dakota to take action for her own well-being, to, make really, to learn how to make better choices for herself, maybe to get some therapy to figure out how to not be a victim any longer, how to deal with the, the trauma and abuse that she grew up with so she doesn't choose those kinds of relationships to try to master that abuse. All right, and I'm going to do it. Dakota, yes. put the phone on your forehead now. <laughs> Ready? Is it up there? I don't want to hear you. It's there. Evil spirit, come out! I empower you against all man. You're no longer Dakota. You're, you're Shira. Lord of the Barrio, you will take no more crap from drunken, abusive cowboys. Stupid boots and bad vests taking advantage of you when you're drunk on the sofa. Demons, come out! I beckon you! And we'll be back. Loveline will be right back. And if you're not here, we'll hunt you down and shoot you in the head. Just kidding. Numbers out. We're running dangerously close to the 10-second break here. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. We have some interesting factual information that we just wow. received over the wire. These are we'll be, hold on. We'll right. be back in 10 to tell you about it. This is Loveline on 
Radio Station. Huh? <laughs> Drew, Drew, come on. I'm How re- long have you been doing radio? Let's go now. All right. The name of the show is Loveline. My name's Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, and he is punchy because we just got some faxes. Uh, these are laws and statutes and things like that in, in all 50 states of the union, I believe, and, and when the age of consent is and, and all sorts of things regarding anal sex and stuff like that. Drew? Throw a few numbers, <laughs> throw a few numbers out. Do you have anything interesting there? The, at the low end of the spectrum, thirteen and fourteen, uh, it seems to be the age of consent in Kentucky and Maine, and twelve in Delaware. Twelve in Delaware. In, in Mississippi, it's eighteen. If the female is over twelve, the statute applies only to virgins. I, I can't even. Okay. I can't even, All right. So you're saying you're saying if. It's not illegal to have sex with a 13-year-old who isn't a virgin. That's what it sounds like. And in Kentucky, if you can be 14 unless the man is older than 21, then it's 16. It's just it's, each state is so different. All right. All right. Hyman check, sweetheart. Oh. oh, God. Wow. Utah's 14. 14 in Utah. Well, hell, you're on your, your third divorce in Utah. <laughs> you have to third have it. Third marriage. Four, well, yeah, your third, your third marriage. You have to. It has to be young there because guys take eight and ten wives. And uh, here's uh, different laws against anal sex, which is really wild. In uh, this is amazing. In uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. is a bill that passed. It's for sodomy, same sex only, one year in jail, thousand dollar fine. Bill passed their state senate unanimously, aimed quote at weirdos and queers who live in a fairyland world and are trying to wreck family life. Unquote. Signed by the governor, Governor Bill Clinton. I'm not sure. It says signed by the governor. What year was that? Seventy-seven. Uh, probably was that too early for Clinton? Yeah. All right. So, so it's same sex. It's guys they're talking about because obviously women would have some difficulty committing sodomy on each other, and it's okay for a guy to sodomize his wife, but if he wants to sodomize one of his work buddies, he gets a year. Right. They're trying to stamp out the weirdos and the queers. That's a crime against nature, then. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Absolutely, man. And these are on the books. Yeah. All right. Stay away. Stay away from these places. No, they should really just have, like, uh, all these states that where sodomy is illegal, out, you know, on the sign where the population is and right. the Rotary Club stuff, right. should just have one of those universal things. Stick figure guy bent over, stick figure guy on top of him, stick figure beer resting there, and the big slash. This is, this is a no sodomy town. This is a dry town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eric. Yes. You're on Loveline. Hello, Adam. Hello, Dr. Drew. How are you doing tonight? Uh, Eric, Ooh. I'm holding in. Okay. Here's the deal. I, I'm about 20 years old. I was dating a woman who was in her mid-30s, about uh, about 15 years older than me, and she had uh, two kids. Uh. She was a bipolar manic depressant. Uh. Okay. I This was actually over in uh, Colorado, where I used to live, and uh, again, I dated her for about a year. There was a little bit of tension toward the end of the relationship because I was younger. She how, felt how it would have been better that I got out on my own like that. And uh, because of that, she kicked me out. Okay. Oh, you were living with her? Correct. And how old were the kids? The kids were 14 and 8. How long were you with her? I'm sorry? How long were you with her? I was with her for just over a year. Wow. Okay. Was and she manic the whole time? She was, correct. She was manic the whole time? Correct, since I knew her. Right. And, and when uh, people are manic, they use, they use very bad judgment. 
You mean they stay manic and they don't swing they down? Or they can be hypomanic. They, yeah, people can stay a long For a year? manic phase. Oh, I thought you swung down and well, what's the big deal with being manic? Because you you have no judgment. You do, yeah, it's you like just... living with a circus clown. Big deal. That's a good time. Well, right, Eric? Uh, perhaps. But the, the, maybe her judgment wasn't as bad as we thought because she kicked me out. Okay. So uh, I had a job offer out here in California and here I am. And the real problem is that when I talk to her over the phone, I'm just concerned for her because she gives me some mixed feelings. She'll, she'll try to make me feel guilty, it seems like. she told me her car broke down and she has no money and things like that. She's also told me that she had a mild heart attack since I left. Um, that kind of concerned me, especially because of the medication. Uh, at the same time, she sometimes tries to make me feel jealous by saying things like she lost 10 pounds and stuff like that. And uh, I just want to know what kind of an attitude I should take now, with her. Wait a minute. Was it one of those Fred Sanford heart attacks? Right. That's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Where every time you hear some news, it's he doesn't want It's very possible. I don't know. It's very, because I wasn't there, I don't know. I can't say. But I know that she definitely had a serious heart attack uh, just before I met her that she had told me about that I had confirmed through her friends and her kids as well. And so I know it's very, very likely that it was real. All right. So she had a, a, a real confirmed heart attack at age like 33 probably before you met her. Correct. Heavy smoker? No, not at all. Drug addict? No. Women before except met for, him, did her, did her parents lithium. smoke? I'm you, sorry? Eric, women before menopause basically don't get heart disease unless they smoke or do drugs. They basically don't get it. It's very yeah, unusual. The only drug that I know of she could have possibly been addicted to was the lithium, lithium or that she was on. Neither of those are addictive, and neither of those have any effect on the heart. Well, right, I so can say that for the time that I right, knew Eric, her, she never Eric, did Eric, Eric, so yes. where are we with this? <laughs> the, again, the problem is that I'm concerned for her when I talk to her, and yes. I want to know what kind of an attitude I should take with her, like tell her that I love her, tell her that I'm just her friend, how often maybe should I call her. This, to me, sounds like a dead end for you, relationship-wise. Well, it, it's definitely over, it, it, because I'm obviously several states away, but I still right. want to keep in touch with her. Well, why? why? Out of concern for her. Can, what, no. what are you going to do? Heal her via, the, sure. via AT&T? That's my question. No, you're not. Can I help her? No, you can't. And all you can do is screw your life up in an in a ill-fated attempt to help her. What she probably needs is to not... She need you, you need to, to cut the ties that bind here. She She needs to be on her own and feel like she's on her own and take care of her life. And you need to take care of your life. I see. And that, I definitely thought that. I just didn't know. I yeah. thought it might be better that I kept in touch with her. I don't know. Well, there's nothing wrong with sending a card around the holidays or something with some sort of, you know, Hallmarkism on there. Just, you know, hope everything's doing great or a little something for the kids or something like that. But in terms of, you know, is that what happened? You call to say hi, and then an hour and 45 minutes later and a, a six-pack later, you're saying, I'm going to get on the red eye, baby. I miss you. It, 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 it leads to trouble. I understand. Yeah, I think uh, I think you, you did the right thing. Yeah, get out. Yeah, I think the real kicker was that since she had a heart attack, I thought I felt guilty because well, I thought that since I left is part of what well, caused it. Well, what I'm telling you is that it's very likely she didn't have a heart attack, mm -hmm. and that even if she did, that is her responsibility, and that between her and she and her doctors, and it has nothing to do with you. You're 20 years old for Christ's sake. She's 35 with a family. You cardiologist, Eric. No. Don't worry about it then. All right. Huh, very concerned. Let me tell you something, that, what we get. But that's <laughs> like real true codependency is what that is. I know. Like, I know. You know profound codependency. Concerned is a real nice word yeah. for codependency. But let me tell you the calls we get.
from guys and from girls too, but mainly for guy from guys. We get guys that are either uh, I'm banging this one chick, and then I'm banging her sister, her mom, her aunt, her grandma, uh, her uh, her parole officer, and her dog mittens. And what are you, what are you getting at? And, and I'm doing that, and I'm, I'm stealing money out of out of her uh, out of the Jerry kids, the Jerry's kids thing at the Seven Eleven too. We either get that guy, or we get the guy who's scared he willed her a heart attack. Right, right. Like he left and forgot to pack the heart attack, right. and she stumbled onto it. You know, some weeks late. We get that guy, or we get that guy. Right, right. We don't get a lot of the in between. We get way too nice, or we get way too abusive. Where is the middle ground? That's what I want to know. Let's see if we can hear from them. Well, maybe it's our screeners. Maybe they're selecting the, the extremes. I want to find some guys from Ecuador. And you know why I say Ecuador, Drew? Because Equanimitas. It's on the equator. There you go. I want them in the middle. All right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want any more polls, although it does make for fun radio. Wendy. Hi. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah, Wendy. Um, well, I've had, like, this intense thirst lately. Like, I'm drinking, like, gallons of water. I mean, like so much, like I'm thirsty right now, and I don't even want to drink any more water. I'm so tired of it, uh, and nothing else will like cure it. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you are you urinating frequently? Also, and I'm urinating. I have Let's all hope the symptoms so. of diabetes, except I got tested, and mm. I don't have it. You don't have. I don't. Have you have don't have diabetes mellitus, which is the sugar diabetes. Okay. There, there's another kind of diabetes called diabetes insipidus, which is a dysfunction of your your kidneys concentrating systems, basically either due to something being secreted by your brain or due to the, uh, an intrinsic problem in the kidney. You ought to be tested for that also. you want any medications? Um, no, not right now. What were you on before? Um, I, the last thing I took was some Vicodin a couple months ago for a toothache. But nothing, you're not anything regularly, routine? No. Well, and you, you mentioned that your periods were odd too? Right, my periods are odd. And also, I gained 26 pounds last month in a month. Are you using a salt lick? No. Okay. Is that <laughs> what is this? Is that a, what is a salt lick? That's a thing cows, you know, they they put it like on the side of the the barn there, and the cows lick it, and oh. it makes they like it. I'm very concerned because, like, I haven't changed my eating habits. Right. I'm listening. I hear you. I'm very active. I have. I mean, I go to school full time and I work full time. That's. Not exactly lazy. You Are know. you any other symptoms? Any skin rashes? Any hair growth or distribution change? No. Nothing funny like that. No acne. Yeah, my face has broke out a lot more lately. With it's acne. not really acne, just more breakouts. Okay. And how about the hair distribution? Any hair showing up in places that doesn't belong? Anything like that? No. My hair's fine. No hair anywhere. Uh-huh. It shouldn't be really. Well, it may be nothing. Maybe one of those things could but 26 be. Twenty-six pounds. Yeah, in a I month? mean, it makes me worry about other things. I worry about Cushing's disease. I worry about polycystic ovarian disease. I mean, lots of different endocrinologic problems that it potentially can cause this problem. Okay. Uh, you ought to see an endocrinologist to see what possibly could be causing this, if there is anything medical going on there. So I need to see an endocrinologist. Yeah, because I, I went to my doctor, and he's like, he's like not even. Mr. Hello, I have an urgent call from Jamie for this. Uh oh. <laughs> I hope Jamie's endocrinologist. Wendy? Uh huh. I'm sorry. I got Wendy, to... Wendy, you need to go to a specialist. Uh huh. Is Jamie your friend? She's my sister. Uh. We're having. Uh, that's like a whole other story. She's like. <laughs> never mind. What? Well, she's been using, like, crank lately, and I, like, told my parents tonight, and she, like, is really upset. Uh, well, you've helped her. Yeah. 
you have because yeah. crank will, will have, I mean, that's bad news. And the thing about crank is that it makes people really paranoid, real edgy. She's going to be extremely focused on the family, trying to do things to her and hurt her and screw up her life. That's all the speed talking. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to the speed, Wendy. Just do what she needs to get, help her get out of this. Wendy, go to a specialist because this is a stumper. Okay. All right? Okay, thanks. All right. Bye. Oh, that's got to be rough on the family. Having somebody on speed? Yeah, one kid's ballooning up. The other kid's withering away. Uh, speed, speed disrupts relationships so horribly. Because people get irritable, they get moody, and they get paranoid, and they get fixed delusions that are focused on their family and friends. So for months, they begin believing that the family and friends are literally plotting against them in some kind of harmful way. And it it destroys relationships. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) That's what uh, radio hosts do when they really don't have anything to say. Mm. Need to reset. Yeah. So what I really should do when I don't have anything to say is do that. Is that right? And then do the phone numbers and things like that. Oh, yeah. And the phone numbers here. Kristen. Yeah? Mm. Okay. My problem is that um, there's a guy that I met three days ago, and he's four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And we've been kind of messing around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we had met each other. Mm-hmm. We had met each other a year before, mm-hmm. but we hadn't, like, really talked much. Mm-hmm. And so when we started seeing each other again and stuff, and then I found out the day after that we first messed around that he had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's using me or not, and I don't know what to say to him. I don't know. I don't how old is he? He's 17. And how old are you? 14, but mm-hmm. he's going to be 18 mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I see him in school and stuff, he completely ignores me. Mm-hmm. And I just don't I don't know what to say mm-hmm. to him. And well. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. And then I have another problem, too. Mm-hmm. Today he was over and something he was like on top of me and for some reason like my chest really hurt mm-hmm. and I don't know it's not bruised or anything. You know, it was tenderness in your chest wall. You mean? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Because he was on top of you. Oh, I think that could be it, but I don't know. There's like a lump there too, and I don't know. Well, you you know you ought to have that checked. You can get certainly cysts in your breast that can be quite tender. Your period coming on soon. Yeah. Yeah, and that's sort of typically when they start to hurt. So it may just be that. And the fact that he put pressure on it recently could uh Wait a minute. If you, you have a lump in your breast? Yeah. At, at 14, a lump in the breast is typically a cyst. And okay. it's, it's <laughs> coming around the time of the... I, just, I just noticed it. What, 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 so what do you... A cyst, that's bad, right? No, sister, normal. Oh, it is? Yeah. What do you, how do you get rid of them? You don't. Oh, you, you just collect cysts and they come become and go, a they come and go. Mr. Sisball? No, you become, you become, most, many women have that. It's real common. So you become the Cisco kid? The Cisco, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Adam, you forever? Just, uh, just, that one will go away and another one will come back. I mean, you have to have them checked out when they come around because it's sometimes difficult for an individual to tell the difference between a cyst and a mass. And, again, at 14, unless, you know, your mother, grandmother, and all your sisters have had breast cancer, it would be very, very unusual to have a breast cancer. All right, cancer. so, Kristen... Mm-hmm. Drew, you recap. What? Drew's going to recap. Kristen, I think this guy is too old for you. I think he is has different expectations from a relationship than you do. I think you're in over your head. I think you ought to get back, get out of this. And it doesn't sound like he has the same kinds of feelings that you have, the same intentions in the relationship. And he really is in a different place. It is a lot different to be an 18-year-old than a 14-year-old. Because he, he keeps talking about how he's going to take me to prom and all this stuff. And I just... 
I don't hang I, back. Be skeptical. Don't don't get in too far before before you get hurt. Okay. Okay. All right, All right Kristen. Thank you. Good luck, Eric. How you doing, man? Hey, you're on Love Line. Yeah, uh, Dr. Drew. I was up listening to the show a couple weeks ago, and I heard you were talking about why penises arch to the left or to the right. I was talking about that. Well, there was a comment made about. You sure it wasn't when I was away? That might have been. That sounds like a conversation I wouldn't be particularly enthusiastically participating. All right. Go ahead. Hey, 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 there goes your high horse now. Here it is. Here okay. he is. All right. I'm not, I'm not broke down. That's all right. Thank God Mike's not that quick. All right, Eric. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Okay. Because it does. It arches. My penis arches to my left leg quite a bit. And it's, I think it's from, like, would it be from, like, the cro- like chronic masturbation factor? I mean, I suppose. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. Well, how's that going to work then? Well, it just goes that direction for some reason. Yeah, but where's the chronic masturbation thing come in? Well, because I don't dig chicks and I don't dig guys, so. Yeah, I I know why you're masturbating. Okay. And believe me, all right, we'll get into why you don't dig chicks later. Okay. Here's here's what I'm saying. Your penis arches to the left. Yes. Meaning. Dramatically. Dramatically. <laughs> yes. Meaning. If you're if you're standing and looking down at your penis, it is yeah. going hard toward your left hand, right? Uh, yeah. When it, N- now when wait a minute. You're masturbating. I sound like Quincy here. You're masturbating with your right hand, correct? Yeah, I'm right-handed. Well, why would you chalk up the curvature of, of your penis to the left? Well, because like my arm falls over farther towards that leg. Like I don't know for some reason, like my wrists don't go like. You know what I'm saying? Now you're just fall. You're just your reason you're reaching over there is because that's where the penis is. Yep. Yeah. So it's what came first, the penis or the egg? Uh, penis. Right. I have no idea what that exchange was about. <laughs> but the point is, is the re- the reason you reach over that way is because that's where your penis is. Okay. It's yeah. you didn't put it over there with your right hand. No. No, you cannot believe me. You cannot shape. You cannot alter the course of a mighty. A penis river, and you've had a great deal of training in ceramics. You understand it. I'm going to use some of my ceramics. I was a ceramics major, and Drew thinks I'm kidding about I, that. I by the way, kidding. I was a ceramics major in high school. So all you losers out there that aren't doing well in high school, uh, take solace in knowing that I was a ceramics major. Yes, Whew. I can tell you that all my experience with masturbating, actually, which is why I turned out to be I a ceramics major, yeah. was. I'm left-handed. All right. I use my left hand. God forbid anything should ever happen to my left hand. I have to I have to hire on like a, a squire or something <laughs> full time. And believe me, it ain't cheap when they got to do that when they're on that detail. Okay. I mean, it's one thing to type up a few briefs and maybe make a bed, but all right. Have you ever had a problem with it like cracking when you're masturbating? Yes, I've cracked my penis before. It hurts, right? It don't, like, well, it's, there's kind of a pain, kind of a pleasure thing. Well, yeah, but what's that from? What's the crack from? There's, a, yeah. there's, there's a, cartilage there's down a there. Yeah. There's down a tendon there. down there. It's like a joint. Yeah, it's a ligament. It's like a joint, right. <laughs> right. All right, Eric, are we done with penis talk? Um, you, can, you can go back to smoking pot and watching Dukes of Hazard. Dude, you got it. <laughs> You know, I, I have a penis training kit. It, it kind of a pistol, a chair, and a roll of duct tape. We'll straighten that thing right out. <laughs> right on, dude. Thanks. All right, Eric. Well, he sounded he sound actually elated by your advice. He's late for his Mensa meeting. <laughs> <laughs>
There's nothing wow. I enjoy uh, more no, than don't go back talking to about penis you, direction. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I got all hopped up. Uh, we'll be back. Hello. 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 Love line will be right back. Numbers here at Loveline 1 800 L O V E 191 1 800 568 3191. Fax number 310 8544 Seven eight, and now that we've taken care of all the particulars, we're going back to the phone. Desiree. Oh, hi, Adam. Hi, Doctor Drew. Hi, Desiree. Um, I've been going out with my boyfriend for about a year and a half, and about um, a month ago, I got a vibrator, mm. and um, I use it, you know, when he's not around. And about two weeks ago, he has a key to my apartment, and he went in. And he looked in the place where I keep it, which is under my bed in a box. Just to and interrupt you for a second, where is Desiree calling from? Just having uh, talked to her. Wait, hang on. Don't, uh, just give me a general part of the country. Uh, wait, wait, no. no. Oh, I was, was going to go Adam. Minnesota. Yeah, we can pick out the yeah. Minnesotians, the, the, the Minnesites. When he goes out and I was when about to out? do it. Yeah, because we don't go up to uh, Vancouver. All right. Uh, Desiree. Yes. So he, he he broke in with one of those vibrating uh, vibrator sniffing German shepherds, and found where you hit him. What's what's that's the name of your vi- let's name your vibrator. Well, she Just, may already have a name. Oh yes, go ahead, Desiree. Yes. Do you have a name for him? No, I don't. Should we name him now? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I I'd like you to come up with something. Uh. Buzzcock. My, my little pink wonder. Victor. Your little pink wonder? Yes. Let's give a name like Bob. Okay, Bob. All right. So he went and found Bob under the bed. Mm-hmm. He came into your apartment because he had a key. Yeah. He went under the bed, and he, he was looking for something. I guess. Well, okay. one would think. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he, he dropped the contact and went down looking for it, was it? No, he doesn't wear contacts. All right. So he went out look. he went under looking for Bob. Mm-hmm. And he found it. Mm-hmm. And then what did he say? Well, um, when I got home, he confronted me, and he was very angry, and he was wondering why I would need the vibrator since I have him. And well, this I is like not? women. This is the same same argument that women give about men with uh, pornography and magazines and stuff. They start feeling as though right they're inadequate. I, I'm in a self help group called uh, Mad Men Against Dildos. <laughs> <laughs> we now. Uh, Desiree? Yes. Was he waving the vibrator at you while he was yelling at you? Because sometimes that can be funny. No, no. he. It was in the box. Okay. But, and, um, and he feels inadequate. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a long time, like ever since he found it, and I wow. don't know what to say to him. Wow. Should, should we talk to him? He's not home right now. You know what you, know you should have done, Desiree? Seriously. Yeah. Now, did you just go out and buy this one? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. 
what you really should have done, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you having a vibrator, and plenty of women have them. Mm-hmm. I believe, though, you should have given him the opportunity. You should have included him. Mm-hmm. You should have said, hey, wouldn't that be fun? And why don't you come with me and we'll get one and, you know, we'll use it together. I guess I could have done that, but I didn't really think of that. All right, we can't, we can't live in the past. Okay. The, the deal is, Desiree, mm-hmm. he's real insecure. He's scared that he's going to be replaced by something that's made in Hong Kong that costs $5 and takes two C batteries. <laughs> I'm right about the C batteries, aren't I? Uh... And let me warn you something about something. When you buy the vibrator, mm-hmm. they give you a couple of, like, 50-cent batteries. Mm-hmm. Look, when those run out, and, and believe me, you'll go through those. <laughs> you go out to the market and come back with a couple of Duracells. That thing takes on a whole nother life. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, it, I mean, I, I had the thing. I had to fight it off with a with a took a pillow and put a bunch of soap in it wrapped around and was smacking the thing it attacked me it was actually it was going for my rear end <laughs> I, yeah, it was it was like a, a mad yellow jacket oh. i destroyed the room pulled down the chandelier when the landlord came in I, we were rolling on the floor and struggling <laughs> uh, it was like a, a scene out of the fugitive when he fought the one-armed man now listen, Desiree. Uh huh. You got to tell this guy. It is only because it, you, this guy's insecure. You have to make him feel that it's not a substitute for him, mm-hmm. which it's not, right? No, it's not at all. He's you use it. Use it when he's not around. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if he didn't get you so hopped up, you probably wouldn't need it on nights you didn't see him. No, not at all. He gets you whipped into a frenzy and then doesn't come over for two days. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> exactly. The cat isn't safe in the house. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> right. All right. That's what you have to tell him. All right. Tell him to get over himself. Okay. And mm-hmm. make it his friend. You know what I mean? Tell him to come by and introduce him to Bob and you guys. As a matter of fact, don't call it Bob. Call it Barbara. Guys oh, would like okay. it more if it had a female name. Oh, now it's like okay. you're having a, th- well, it's not really a threesome, but at least a two and a half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, do that. All right. All right. Thanks. Good luck to you. Well, I'm glad we helped. We? <laughs> yeah. All right. Tony. Yes, sir. Hey, you're on Loveline. Oh, hello, Dr. Drew and Adam. Hey, Tony. I like you guys. You guys are great. We love you, man. Yeah, you say that now. <laughs> all right. You haven't heard me all yet. All right. All right. Give us your rap. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I've got a, uh, 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 question for Dr. Drew, um, about masturbation and could it be at all hereditary? No. Okay. Because What's I have a question? daughter that is just exactly like me. Okay. And I'm kind of like Adam and, uh, she masturbates constantly and she's young. She's nine years old. And there's, we've checked out any any possibilities of being um, um, violated right. in any way. No medical problems. Um, the only thing I could think of is maybe when she was very young, she had a severe diaper rash, which meant a lot of coding on uh, yeah. 
in, in that area, you know, you're you're putting on a lot of medication in that yeah, area, yeah, rubbing yeah. it in. Right. Um, would that have anything to do with it stimulating it at that young? If, of if an you age? were talking about a two or three year old doing something, I, I right, it, it might make. But more I mean, sense. would that have carried on? No, not unless it were done in some kind of an inappropriate or, or a violative, you know, abusive. No, way. no, no. This this is all very, you know. Uh, I mean, I did yeah. a lot of it myself. Yeah. Well. Um, is this just something that's that's naturally occurring? Is not, she just a, an active masturbator? She does this. I mean, this has gotten to the point that teachers have called. No, this, uh, this, home. there's something wrong, Tony. You need to get uh, it to, to a child. But we haven't found anything. Well, is that masturbating, uh, by the way, like technically? When they're just touching themselves? Yeah. Not really. Not no, no, no. This is laying down in the middle of the room. Uh, you know, crossing her legs and just going for it. Well, I mean, for a nine-year-old, Tony, that's bizarre behavior. You, you've well, got, yeah, I know, and, and we've checked all the other channels out. You, you've had her. Cha- you've had her counseling. You've had her seen a child psychiatrist. Yes. And what did the child psychiatrist say? It's, there's nothing. There's nothing that he could find. A child psychiatrist. And yes. A board-certified child psychiatrist. Yes. Tony. Not not a counselor. Uh, a board-certified child psychiatrist. What about psychologist? Board-certified child psychiatrist. You need a diagnostic. You need a, a diagnostic consultation. I mean, you know, her, her life is basically, you know, they've never Tony, been watched by anybody. Yet. Tony, Tony, get Tony. the get the workup done, pal. There's something wrong here. Tony. Yes. You've told yes, her because I, I Tony, know that this is Tony. Something. Tony. Yes. Listen to me. Okay. You've told her that this is unacceptable in public especially yes and she understands that and and it has been cut down yeah i mean when you tell her look i mean nine nine is old enough to understand when you pull her aside and say listen you cannot conduct yourself this way in public in front of kids in front of she has put it down to a private matter i mean it's it's like you go to your room if you want to do that you know, your body is your own, that type of thing. Right. Um, you know, we don't want to be have her be ashamed of her body. Child um, board certified child psychiatrist. S- start there, and they will give you a referral to. There is Tony. No, there's no abuse. Tony. I'm not saying there's abuse. It's certainly we worry for that, but there's something else going on here. Okay. And you need to find out what it is. Okay. All right, Tony. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right, pal. Talk to a professional. But you really need, this is this is a complicated enough situation that you really want somebody who has a certain level of training and sophistication to give a diagnostic impression and then can be treated through various other means, I'm sure. But you're saying there could be like a chemical imbalance right. or something like right. that? It could be all kinds of things, yeah. Yeah, because... It could be precocious puberty. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, he really needs a, a thorough diagnostic evaluation. It's a very strange situation. Oh, could you imagine that as a parent? I mean, I know it sounds like uh, it sounds comical. Yeah. But I mean, could Terrible. you imagine going places and yeah. you know getting having to you know your teachers calling you in uh, and uh, thank God, thank God, I I hit. See, I hit it from my parents. That my whole object. Thank, I, thank God. If I heard them coming down the hall, man, that was it. Psh, cover flew up. Did you ever see your parents? <laughs> no, I was so busy hiding my masturbation. Right, you just hid from them all the that time. I actually, I would actually go out in the kitchen. I'd be masturbating, but I had a comforter over my head. 
and we'll be back. Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy. Sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. You will listen. This is Loveline. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Sarah. Yeah. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hey, I have kind of a strange question for you guys. All right. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been having sex for about two and a half months now. And uh, before this, I was a virgin, so I don't have a lot of experience. Um, when we have sex, he usually can ejaculate like uh, three or four times in an evening. Sure, that's what the virgins will do for you. <laughs> and uh, my question was uh, if this could have long-term health effects as far as like sperm count or just uh, immune system for him because he's usually pretty tired by the next day. Yeah, forget about him. Worry about the sheets. <laughs> You're going to destroy as a long You're oh. never going to get your security deposit back. The door's been crystallized shut. We cannot get in to inspect the bedroom. Can you get Can you get around in there? Is it kind of like, like, did you ever see uh, the movie Alien? Uh, yeah. They like, went into, like, the, the mother or aliens or the second one. They went into, like, the hive and stuff. Is it, does it look like that? Is there light coming through the windows? Oh, we keep something handy to light things up. <laughs> You have to, like, take a tube sock and bust it over your knee like a twig to get it into the hamper? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, wow, this guy's blessed. <laughs> you want to know if it, if it reduces sperm count? I, I was just, I'm not, I'm Maybe that evening, over the course of the evening, but n- uh-huh. no long-term problems. No long-term problems. Thank so, you and good night. So, wait a minute. So, how many how many sperm is it? Was it, is it what's going on over there, Drew? What? Is it, is it two... 200 million the average guy produces like per ejaculate right per right episode per episode <laughs> uh so this guy's in like the 6 to 800 million per evening and and just I'm sure it's not the same every time all right time. but here's here's the bizarre thing one sperm, and I, I know everyone knows this, but it, it is pretty weird if you, to, to sort of fathom this, that one sperm is, is all it takes. Well, and I'll imagine the genetic diversity, the potential for diversity there. Each one of those sperm is different, can create a different individual. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like me, me and uh, Madonna are going to have a little black kid or something. Right, but it's going to they have. There's that many different. Genetic potentials there, but they're they're sort of close, aren't they? Sort of close, right? But they're different. Okay, but the the point is, is there's fifty or two hundred million of these things, right? And and still people, right? What? Still people want? Well, I don't I don't want to say, but you got two hundred million, and you're putting those two hundred million, you know, give or take thirty or forty million that like got spilled out on the side or clung to your nuts or something like. that. But the point is, you're putting all that in there, and and half, not even half the time, but a tenth, you know, they don't they don't make it through often. Right. There's so many. Yeah. 
So that must be a real hostile environment down there. What, 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 is, what are you getting at? What a waste? Are you feeling inadequate? I'm saying, why are men putting their face down there? If this 200 million sperm can't be wrong. I'm saying, if it does that to your sperm, imagine what it's going to do to your beard. All right. (laughs) Enough. As engineer Mike combs his his (sighs) goats. Try to help somebody here. Here we go. I am helping. I'm helping them help themselves. Uh, Now, on a more serious note, Tracy. Tracy? Tiercy. Tiercy. Yeah. Um, I have this question. All right. Um, when I turned, like, 11, my stepdad started molesting me and stuff. Sexually abusing you. Yes. And it happened until um, when I turned about 15, almost 16, wow. um, I finally told somebody. Wow. And um, he went to jail for, gosh, about four or five years for it. Huh. And um, I'm 27 now, and, you know, so this has been a long time ago. How are you doing with all that? Um, well, I went to a lot of counseling, yeah. extensive counseling, um, and, you know, I finally realized, okay, it's not my fault. I didn't do it, you right, know, right. didn't do anything wrong. Right. But now um, he comes into where I work now. He just happened to move back into the town that I live in, and I look at him, and I just I feel like I'm going to throw up. Sure. I start shaking really sure. bad, you know, and I just I feel like I was fine before but now that i saw him i just i can't get over it now right. can you can you get back in touch with the therapist that you had been working with um well that's that's what i was wondering if i should do but then i thought you know well what's what's it going to do if you know just help you just to help you get some advice on how to cope with this people who know your situation well and know you yeah give you some advice on how to deal with it it's, it's just really weird he came yeah. into your work because you work at a kinko's or something or some place where he was coming in to get something he didn't come in looking for you no. Right. Um, well, I was in there with my daughter one day, and he came over there. Oh, she's so cute. And I'm just like, don't touch her. Did he, you know? did he know that you were you? Yeah. He Yeah, he knows who I am. Mm. You know, he and he. it's just really weird because he beat up on my mom for, you know, all the time they were married and wow. stuff. And did you know he'd gotten out? Um, no. I, it was just total shock when this was. guy walked through. Oh, yeah, it was I just, could imagine. It and then to have really him weird. touching her daughter, what a violation yeah. that would be. And, you know, now now it's really weird because my husband will, like, will go to, to make love or something, and, and I'll just flash back on this, and I'll just yeah. start, like, uh-huh. oh, God, you know. And he knows everything that happened, and he did do some counseling with me, you know, just to help him deal mm-hmm. basically with me. Right, right, and and with his own feelings. I mean, right. that that's right. that's difficult. Yeah, it's just really strange. I don't, you know, I don't know. Should I get back into the counseling, maybe, or you know? Yes, I don't you know. should. If you're yes, having you these should. feelings, definitely. Yeah. Okay. okay. And and what's this guy's story? He's out. Your mom and he aren't no, connected she, anymore. She divorced him the second she found out. Do you have uh, feelings of anger toward your mom? Towards my mom. Um, because it would make sense. She got you into this mess. I mean, well, she probably did. Have yeah, I did. But then again, you know, she the second she found out about it, it was done and over with. You know, um, but I, yeah, she, no, I'm not really angry at her. I was. It took me like half a year to get over being angry at her. Right. Right. And now, you know, she tells me now, you know, that it's like, okay, well, Tammy or Tiercy, don't. You know, don't dwell on it, you know, because you're going to, it's not going to benefit me to dwell. I mean, I think of, like, killing him and this just this big anger, and I just can't, 
you know, I don't like to think that way. So and she tells me it's unhealthy to think, you know, of killing him, but then again, she understands why. And as soon as, as soon as you said something to her, even though it was four years down the road, she acted on it. Yeah, she did. Okay. She really did. So here's the message to anybody who's in, in the same place you were in back then. Mm -hmm. Say something. Yes. Immediately. immediately. Right? right? I mean, is that the message? Don't wait. It's I mean, not your fault. First night. You, no, it's yeah. not your fault. Right. You know, it, it, there, it's never, no matter what, it's not your fault. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear. You right. know, they're the adult. You're and, and parents, tell your kids, if anybody touches you or, or even looks at you or even does anything in any way that you feel uncomfortable with, Come tell me, please. Yell immediately. I will give you five dollars if yeah. you come and tell me Even that somebody put their hand up your skirt or, or groped or did whatever. Right. Anybody who, no matter who it is. Right. right. Let the kids know that if there's anything that goes on that way, I I would love to hear about it as a parent and leave that door open. Yes. Always. Yeah. Always. Agreed. Okay. All right. All right. So go back into uh, counseling. And and, and, and don't feel bad for your feelings. They are natural. Right. They're fine. Feelings are right. Okay? Okay. Thank you very right. much. Good luck. Bye. Oh, that is – could you imagine this guy walking oh. through I, – I, She must have had that nightmare a thousand times before it happened. I run into like a gym coach I had in junior high, and I get weird. You, you run into – I really I run into like an old girlfriend or just some yeah, like this, counselor from high it's school. It's just because or they have to be behind the desk at a porno dealership <laughs> or, or whatever that one was. What was that? What was that story? Oh, oh, that was that was the time. This is uh, this is during my heyday. I was probably like, oh, geez, I don't know, I was like twenty five. I uh, rented uh, Bobby Hollander's porn bloopers because I had to know. I mean, there it was. You know, because I love comedy. And I love pornography, you know. So there it is, porn bloopers. You know, and it just beckoned me. You know, it was, it it was like, yeah, the commercial with the peanut butter and the chocolate coming together. I just, I couldn't help it. It'd be like a movie for you that had like, uh, hey, this movie's about triplets who are all doctors, <laughs> right? You'd have to see right, it. Right, right. Who who gets them on the first date? <laughs> okay, so the point is, I had to get the porn bloopers. So I get the born bloopers, and, and, and as I do, and the video people aren't stupid. They The reason, you know, they charge 89 cents a, a night for this stuff, and they know you're going to keep it for three weeks. That's that's the whole deal. Or, you, 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 or you're real lady. You get it, like, stolen or you lose it, and they're like, yeah, uh, escape to Witch Mountain 2. That'll be $129. You're like, oh, you, you nuts. <laughs> but anyway. I'm returning it. I'm in a long line. I'm humiliated. I'm very embarrassed. I'm standing in line because I'm not like at a porn shack. It's at a, at a at a music plus or something, you know, a legitimate place. I just wandered into a little forbidden porn zone there to get my, my little bounty. But anyway, I'm standing in line, and a, and a register opens up. And it's a girl I recognize from high school who's standing behind the counter. And she's like, hey, I'll take the – I'll take you. Come on. And I'm like, huh? No. I knew – and plus I was paying for it in nickels. Or change, or, you know, I like went through my ashtray in my truck to get the money to pay for the porn bloopers. So, so she's like, "Oh, Adam, I, I guess everything's going real well. I mean, seventy dollars in nickels. You got porn bloopers here. You're wearing it. You're wearing the same sweatshirt I saw you in for graduation. Is that the same T-shirt you're wearing tonight? <laughs> Probably. I know uh. I've worn the shirt like four days in a row. Four but days, yeah, four weeks. Well, you don't understand. I go home, I take it off. It's not like I'm out playing, uh, you know, wrestling in it all day. 
It's not like I'm shooting a Tide commercial in this shirt. I go home, I take it off. Then I talc up, I put it back on. Rana? Yes. You're on Loveline. Hi, I have a question. Um, I have two two kids. I have one that's almost four and one that's almost two. And I was with a guy for four months. And I don't bring any boyfriends around my kids. Their dad's out of the picture. I don't bring boyfriends unless I plan to get serious with them. Right. You get that Zorbach syndrome. Um, my kids have gotten really close to this guy because he's told me, you know, that he was going to be around. He's um, disciplined them, and now we're broke up. And my kids are really, really hurt. Yeah. Because they've never had a father figure. Ugh. And I don't know if just to break away and have the kids break away or if I should just do it slowly. You mean like wean them? From him. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think if you guys aren't going to make a go of it. Mm, it's a little you know? different for their relationship for adults or, or even young adults than it is for a child. The child needs to have some sense of control over the feelings that are generated from this and some way of diminishing the trauma of the, of the loss. So I would make sure that the person is around, that the picture is around, that you make it clear to your kids how much he cares about you and make it repeated over and over, how much he cares about them, and repeat over and over and over again that and the reason he leaves is the circumstances. I know how your kids would deal with it, Drew. They'd get naked and jump off something because that's what that's they, what Drew's kids that's do. That's what they do whether somebody's leaving or not. They get nude and they jump off stuff. <laughs> Ronna, isn't that what your kids do too? Um, no. Well, All right, well. To him, they... they he, they listen to him more than they listen to me. Well, but listen, I, I think it, it is something particularly your four-year-old needs to understand. Yeah. And needs to be, it needs to be reinforced, reinforced. And I would give them an opportunity to spend a little time here and there with him so they know that he is not gone, that he is just the circumstance or taking him away for the time being. So again, to reinforce the fact that his feelings are still the same and it's not their, their fault. They haven't created the circumstances. And they haven't lost him completely. There really should be a a, a kid's book. It says, uh, oh yeah. So you've scrapped another man, and it, you know, they show some like they illustrate some kind of man junkyard or something where old guys, old boyfriends, and husbands were piled up. Or yeah. it wouldn't be a junkyard; it'd be like a fairyland. They've gone on to a better place, like ex-boyfriend heaven or or something like that. Something illustrated. Something you could sit down and go through. This sounds like I'm making a joke, but actually something. Like yeah. Adam Carolla, coloring book for divorced parents. And we'll be back. Call Loveline at 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. We'll be right back. another call i don't believe drew what no. do you think 40 seconds no i'd say no all right but i will give the email address out again uh l-u-v-e-191 l-u-v-191 l-u-v-191 i swear you know yeah you should let me read that that's <laughs> okay, what i swear Mr. patronizing i've been tested for dyslexia imagine yeah. that and it, you're and kidding i uh, see no, wait a minute, Drew. Yeah, okay, fine. Make no, no, fun of there's me. There's no, not enough time for this. I'm God sorry. God forbid Adam. I should get I'm cancer. Sorry. So you come I'm in sorry. here and, oh, hey, 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 I was at chemo today. Hey, I'd say Baldy. 
I'm sorry. Oh, I really gums am. are bleeding, man. I couldn't resist. Look, after what I went through yesterday with you, I deserve a little bit of a chance to crack uh, back. Okay. I want to thank James, Eric, and Sherry for doing a uh, bang-up job on the phone. I want to thank the lovely, angular, and slender producer, Anne, for doing the usual fantastic job of producing. I want to thank Mike, Engineer Mike. The butt of many a bad joke, but really, this guy knows is the board in there is like two con- two uh, air traffic control towers, it is. and he yeah. goes to town in there yeah. every night, never yeah. missing a beat. I want to thank myself, Adam Crow, for showing up because I'm sick. I want to thank Dr. Drew because he's a board-certified physician, and he's sharing his knowledge with you, and we will talk to you tomorrow night. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it, then. Opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy, be happy, 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 happy. happy. Loveline's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you, thank you, thank you.